Broadcasting live from the heart of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, this is the Badger Catholic Podcast. The church had to rediscover missionary reality. But we as people of faith have a different vision, don't we? These people of faith believe that human beings are valued not for what they do, but for who they are. It comes from the Latin compatibility. It means to suffer with. If you are not willing to suffer with someone until death do you hug, you are not compatible. Value what you want. It's in the moment, not what you accomplish. Hello, hello. Welcome to Sorry to Badger You. My name is Patrick Steve, and I'll be your host today. I am a senior studying geological engineering, and this is my friend Bryce. And Bryce, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am a junior studying computer science and philosophy, a double major, and I'm a transfer student from UW-Whitewater. I came here last fall, and um, last fall I also started coming to around to St. Paul's, and I joined RCIA, and I got confirmed into the Catholic Church on Easter. So, recent convert from Calvinism, and super happy to be here. Yeah. So Bryce, why did how did you like this learn about the Catholic Church? Why why did you leave Calvinism? Um yeah, did you talk more about that? Yeah, so there's a whole a whole host of reasons, but a big a big thing that really convicted me at the beginning was this uh question of unity, unity in the church. So and sorry, let me stop you. Can we just talk what is the difference between like Catholicism and like Calvinists? Like what, what you know what I mean? Right, some big differences. Um well, so Calvinism comes from the thought, um, the theology of John Calvin, okay. and he was one of the, the reformers along with Luther and Zwingli. And uh, there's five tenets of Calvinism, which we don't have to go into, but mm-hmm. um, a big theme would be uh, they don't, Calvinists don't believe in the Pope, okay. and uh, they don't believe in the same sacraments, and... Uh, a lot of their ideas on predestination are fairly different than Catholics as well. Okay, and what do you mean by predestination? Yeah, so predestination is the idea of um, like who will be saved um, okay. and how will you be saved. It kind of deals with those questions, like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, specifically, so you you grew up Calvinist. You were Calvinist for how many years? Uh, well. 20 would be fair to say. 20 uh, years, okay. I grew, I attended a Calvinist church for 20 years. Okay, so then I'll ask you the same question. So how did you come to know about the Catholic Church, um, and what, what really intrigued you to become Catholic? Yeah, so I stumbled upon Catholicism. I was listening to a podcast by Michael Knowles, and he had Father Mike Schmitz on his podcast. Okay. So from there, I started watching Father Mike Schmitz's videos, and he provided a really reasonable... Um, expl- explanation of Catholic theology that I had never heard of before and uh, I found it really intriguing and um, from there I just started to kind of dip my toes in the water so to speak and mm-hmm. I went on to Catholic Answers which was another great resource that also Michael Knowles introduced me to and uh, I started to learn the biblical arguments for Catholicism and uh, what happened was when I would read the Bible I'd start to see how you know there is a, a Protestant way to interpret a verse, but then there's also a Catholic way to interpret the verse. Mm-hmm. And there really were some verses that I just found very hard to reconcile with my Protestantism, specifically in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, when Jesus talks about how, you know, if a brother 
says that you know you've done you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. you can take a disagreement sure. to the church um which in protestantism you know if you have a baptist and a methodist that have this disagreement and uh you know you follow the procedure jesus lays out and it's time to take it to the church well what church do you take it to you in order for that sort of um that sort of um command to work you need a sort of universal institution that you can go to um yeah so, so I mean, like you were saying so if, like the baptists are fighting and then like the the lutherans are fighting and then like they have disagreements on it like who you know like right. how, how do you settle a disagreement how do you settle yeah and that's something you see when the the reformation first got underway you know luther did not agree with zwingli and so now there's two separate uh like theological strains that come out from that because they were never able to reconcile sure and uh that really started to weigh on me, especially reading like John uh, 17, mm-hmm. Jesus's prayer for his apostles. He prayed that they would all be one mm-hmm. as him and the father are one okay. so that people would know that he sent them. So like the unity of the church was part of the witness to the world. Okay. And if you think about it, it makes sense because um, it's easy to be divided. Mm-hmm. Division is easy. Uh, and we see it everywhere, especially now. People know that we live in divisive times. So to have something like the church, which can stand as a unified block in the face of division, that's a powerful witness. Yeah, so would you say that like unity was one of the, the main reasons that, that you transitioned from being a Calvinist to a, a Catholic? Definitely. That was one of the first like uh, one of the first things where I felt convicted. Okay. Right. I, I was reading the Gospels and I felt convicted that uh, there wasn't this unity uh, among Protestants, and there wasn't even this unity among the Protestants in my at my own home church. Sure. And so, just just to back up a little bit, so like what, like what is unity? Like what does it look like in in like in the terms of the church? You know, like what does that yeah. what does it mean to be unified in the church? Well, it's great because in Catholicism, you know, it's pretty easy to t- say what unity is, uh, because there is. Um, there is the catechism. There are mm-hmm. these. T- the Catholic Church has teachings that every Catholic everywhere is taught mm-hmm. and is to believe. Uh, and so you can really say unity in the Catholic Church is having a common set of beliefs, common set of values, and a common purpose or goal. And that is, uh, you know, pursuing Christ. Really. Okay. So yeah. So it sounds like you. I really like you. Want to just go over those points again? That would be nice. And those yeah. Points. So in Catholicism, you know. Everybody not only has the common goal of pursuing Christ and their sanctification, becoming a more holy and righteous person throughout your life, Mm -hmm. uh, but also there's a whole uh, Catholics all, you can do it all together as Mm -hmm. a corporate body. Sure. um, Because you have the sacraments and everybody partakes in the sacraments in Catholicism. And so, like, why why is why does Catholics have to be the right like why do we have to unify around Catholicism? Why can't we unify around Calvinism or you know any of the other Protestant denominations? Yeah, and I would just point to the historical facts of the matter that uh, we don't see that sort of unity among Protestants, among Calvinists. So even among Calvinists, there's there's four point Calvinists, five point Calvinists. There's Calvinists that believe in free will. There's Calvinists that believe in compatibilism, and all those things like. I won't get into them, but there isn't that unity uh, in theology. So are you saying that, like, even within, like, Calvinism, like, people believe different things? Yes. Okay. As a Catholic, that's, like, that's crazy that you can be, like, in the same, 
like church, like going to the same service and like you know praying with the same people, and they like have completely different views on what actually like what Jesus mm -hmm. Christ is and, and God. Yeah, and it's I mean for me growing up in that, I thought well this is what it's like, but now since becoming Catholic, I've realized how much of a difference it is when when I meet a, anyone who's a practicing Catholic, mm -hmm. they can be from anywhere in the world. Sure, uh, I've met Catholics from Poland and Argentina, all around the world. And mm -hmm. I automatically, just on the basis of being a practice Catholic, I know that we have the same beliefs, same core beliefs, same values, and we are pursuing the same thing, and that is Jesus. And uh, it just creates this, this camaraderie. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like everything, anywhere you go, you kind of have like a, uh, a community of people that like, you know, that you know you can be friends with because, you know, they have like similar moral values and they have similar like, you don't have to argue with them on, you know, specific points on, on the Bible. That's great, great, great. Yeah, it really is incredible. And um, it would, it was hard for me to understand when I was still a Protestant sure. what the difference is like. But now that I've been a Protestant and been Catholic, I can say that, you know, these, when I meet a, a practicing Catholic from across the world, I have more in common with them theologically, morally, than I did with people that I went to church with for 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and an example would be that of that would be I I dated a girl sure. from our church, and we went to the same church our whole lives. But then when we were throughout a relationship, you know, we discussed like you know what are our moral values, like our what's our theology, and we found that we had wildly disagreeing opinions once you got past like the Trinity. So like mm -hmm. very basic basic Christian things. Sure, we barely agreed on, and then after that it was just. You know, conflict basically. Yeah. Um, I guess if you want to talk about more about like your life, I mean, I mean, I can't imagine like being like converting to a different religion, especially when my parent was with. You know, mm -hmm. how was that with your parents? I know you have a, a younger brother. I mean, was that and so, do you have any other siblings? Yeah, so I have uh, eight other siblings. So there's sure. nine kids in my family, and uh, we we were a very devout uh, family, Calvinist, and mm -hmm. um, all my all my family goes to church mm -hmm. uh but it was it was hard converting to catholicism i was raised in a family where we didn't believe that catholics were saved and we didn't consider catholics christian okay really? uh which that does that i mean that makes it hard but i i think my family um understands that i'm doing this for the right reasons and mm -hmm. that is because i believe it's true and you know uh the only reason you should believe anything is because it's true okay really so um and I think uh, there's kind of, we, um, the re our relationship, my relationship with my family has been improving over time as I, as I have conversations and dialogue more and explain like, you know, these are my reasons for converting. Sure. You know, I, there, I didn't, there wasn't any personal gain out of it. Um, I yeah. did it because I became convinced and convicted that it, it this, you know, the Catholic church is the true church. True. And, uh, I need to be in the true church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it's awesome that you know you have building that your relationship with your family. Um, I guess just for like our our listeners, do you have any like is there anything you would do differently in, in, in telling your, your family, or just any advice you would you would give to the, our listeners on how like if you do converse, like how mm -hmm. like things you would do differently? Or I, reading the early church is incredibly helpful sure. uh, because you really get to see how uh, the Catholic Church is historic Christianity. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you read if you read the early church with a with a fair mind, I believe that 
you will come to the conclusion, as I did, that the early church and the Catholic church are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's a powerful, a powerful moment, or it was for me. Yeah. So would you say, like, like um, I guess I lost my train of thought there. But I guess my original, what I was, what I was mm -hmm. trying to get at was, like, if you're someone who like, converted to, to Catholicism, and your parents, like, are, you know, in your position, yeah. if you like, haven't told them yet, like, do you have any advice for, like, for telling your parents, or just how to, like, how to have that conversation, or... Right, uh, yeah, definitely, you gotta handle the situation with love, uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, don't, uh, do it in a way that you want to honor your father and mother. Absolutely. Um, so, do it in a way that, uh, conveys love and shows them love. Okay. Uh, and you, because you want this... You want your conversion to be a powerful witness, right? You mm -hmm. don't want to, you don't want to convert and then burn bridges mm -hmm. and be like, "Well, I'm never going to talk to you again." Sure, yeah. Uh, so definitely, I would say, um, you know, it's a hard conversation to have, and there's no better way to do it than just to get it over with. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but after that, make sure that you know um, that you don't just ignore your family afterwards or anything like that. Make sure that you you show them love and you try to witness your faith to them as best as you can. Okay. Cool. Lots of prayer too. Yes, prayer, prayer. prayer is always important. Was there any like specific prayers that you said that helped you? Or uh, yes, there is. Uh, there's a a prayer. It's by Thomas Merton. Okay. I believe, and uh, it's a great prayer. I don't have it memorized, but I'd highly suggest yes. anyone anyone who's like just starting to feel like ooh, like on, is on the edge of conversion. Yeah. Uh, it's a great prayer. It basically goes uh, along the lines of God. I have no I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want I know I want to follow you with all my heart, and uh, it continues. It's a beautiful prayer, and awesome. I definitely prayed that a lot. Awesome. Hopefully, we can throw that in the in the chat down there at the, the for the podcast, yeah. um, so people can, can find it later. But uh, let's kind of move back into like just some more like the faith based stuff. Like why? Like what? I guess what is schism? Like why is it important for? Like, why can't there be different, like, why can't we be united but still have, like, different beliefs, you know? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Is that some questions you could answer? Yeah, I think it's really important to avoid schism. I, schism is, uh, it is a sin, and the reason why is because it destroys the unity of the church. And so if you think of the church... Well, sorry, well, what, is, what is schism? Can you explain yes, that? Yeah, so uh, a schism would be when you're not in, you're no longer in communion with... Uh, the church. Mm -hmm. So that'd be you have some sort of belief uh, or theology idea that's um, heterodox, so not orthodox, uh, that prevents you from being in communion uh, with the the orthodox church. Sure, sure. And uh, it's important to avoid that one because, as I touched on, like the witness of the church is the unity. That's mm -hmm. a huge part of the witness of the church. Mm -hmm. And another thing is just. Thinking about like what is the church? You know, the church is, uh, you know, in the New Testament, Paul paints a picture of it being the body of Christ. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if one member is like fighting with another member, you know, it's a foot saying to the hand, like, oh, you know, well, I don't believe the same. I'm not. I don't believe the same thing you do anymore. So I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. Sure. Right. That sort of thing. It. Um. It does. It's not hard to imagine. Like how it destroys that image. Mm -hmm. It destroys the image of the church as the body of Christ. Um, and uh, that's why I think the early church stressed unity so much. Okay. Uh, 
And I think that's why we need unity more now more than ever in the church today. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So there you know, like I've heard a lot that like, you know, Christianity like, it's good to have like diverse Christianity. And I think you really kinda of talked to the points and like like why you can't, you know, because I don't know, if you if you have differences in beliefs then like I like to go back to your example with, from, from your Bible when you're talking about, like, if you have, like, disagree with your brother, you should bring, like, another, someone else to talk with them first, yeah. and then more and more people. And kind of just go back to the idea that, you know, if the Protestants, and, or sorry, excuse me, if, like, uh, if Lutherans and Baptists are fighting, like, what is, you know, what, who kind of has the final say? Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, um, I don't know, how, how much time we have left, Spencer? Uh, it's 16 minutes. 16 minutes. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to, want to talk about, Bryce, that you've, any other major topics you'd like to discuss? I just, experiencing the unity of the Catholic Church is something, it's hard to explain because it's something you need to experience. Yeah. It's an experience, but it truly is um, unlike any, anything else I've been a part of, you know, I've been, I've military experience and there's a lot of camaraderie in the military mm -hmm. and the, the, just the, the unity I experience in the Catholic Church with my brothers and sisters of the faith, uh, it surpasses that. It surpasses uh, the unity I experienced in my former Protestant church. And any any human institution I've been a part of is just blown out of the water with the 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 unity of the Catholic Church and what that community feels like. You know. Yeah. Sure. Just being and the unity like leads to love. I would say. I mean, like mm -hmm. it just yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Hard to explain, but I would recommend experiencing it. Yeah. I mean, like any, you know, Christian would say it's hard to explain, like, mm -hmm. a lot of, like, things in Christianity, like the love of God and stuff like that. But um, yeah. that's a really cool point that I didn't really think about. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I'm Patrick. This is Bryce. And uh, sorry to badger you.